BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Come back! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. I am Gabe Ramsey. The Pips, the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, and everybody else in between throwing it down the Friday Night Free Show has begun. The Major League Baseball season has begun, and the craziness in the six has begun. The Toronto Blue Jays were down 7 nothing. It's actually the biggest comeback on a Major League Baseball opening day in 72 years. That's right, since uh, 1950. Uh, going going back a ways. And you know what's crazy? I never really thought they were done. I didn't jump in on the end game because we had um, we already had them. We had a minus one and a half. Never in doubt, right? Never in doubt. Never in doubt. The Blue Jays trailed 7 nothing. Uh, they won the game 10-8. It's the third largest comeback in a season opener in Major League Baseball history. Only trailing the 1901 Detroit Tigers uh, who trailed by 10 and won 14-13. And in 1950, New York Yankees, who trailed by nine and beat the Red Sox 15 to 10. So going all the way back to 1950, wow. Big time, uh, big time win. Big time win. And it was a big time win for the Toronto Raptors tonight. It wasn't easy, but Pascal Siakam, you know, we've talked about Siakam and what this guy is doing and put some damn respect on this guy's name. Pascal Siakam is the first player in Raptors history with three straight games at 25 points, 10 rebounds, and five assists. If you remove the assist, then Siakam's third straight 25-point, 10-point rebound game ties Chris Boss for the longest streak in Raptors history uh, as well. Um, Siakam, I also saw earlier tonight that Siakam's the first player in Raptors history. To, uh, to have over 1,500 points, 500 rebounds, and 300 assists uh, in a season. And the Toronto Raptors nailed down the five seed. <clears throat> Looks like it's going to be Philadelphia. <laughs> Told that Liberty Bell, let's dance again. Let's dance again, our old playoff nemesis. 
our old playoff uh, nemesis, the Philadelphia 76ers, although that's not set in stone yet because, I don't know, the NBA's whacked. A lot of stuff, uh, a lot, a lot of stuff uh, can happen. <laughs> See, the Pistons shot 0 for 14 from 3 in the first quarter today. Like, number one, how do you miss 14 three-point shots? And uh, number two... Why was why is any team taking 14 three-point shots in the first quarter? It's the first quarter. Uh, it's, it's ba- it's stupid basketball nowadays. The stupid chairman is not rolling properly here. God, we need a, like a set revamp here, man. <laughs> you know, we, we, you know, what I mean, I'm, I'm having a hard time like rolling my chair here. I'm like, I'm all stuck on a carpet. We got a full house here tonight. Christian Winfield's going to join us for the New York Daily News. Rob Vino, Tony Finn. This is Sports Ridge. The Friday Night Free Show has begun. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. We're kicking it. Sirius XM Channel 159, a mighty year 1090 ESPN Radio. All right, we got a lot of stuff to unpack uh, here this evening. Major League Baseball um, has begun, and it looks like we got a lot of a lot, a lot of cool stuff uh, going on. And listen, the Toronto Blue Jays come back tonight. They were down seven nothing to the Texas Rangers, biggest comeback on an opening day in Major League Baseball since 1950, 72 years, biggest comeback in 72 years. Meanwhile, San Diego are the first team since 1974 not to allow a hit in the first six six innings of the first two games and you know I'm one of these guys that believes that what I say and what we all say right now has no impact on what's going to happen hundreds of miles away you know it was somebody else but it kind of does doesn't it I'm not going to be the jerk I'm not going to be the one to say it uh, we'll just say uh, Arizona's having a hard time hitting the ball tonight. <laughs> we're on San Diego. Last night we were on Arizona. Tonight we're on San Diego. So far, so good. Uh, Sean Manaya is killing it. Uh, at least, uh, at least he was. And this is the problem. And this is what I talk about about modern baseball. You've got a guy that's got a no hitter going on. He's at 88 pitches, and you take his ass out of the game. Like, short of him having gonorrhea or getting hit in the face with a line drive, like, hey, sorry, coach, my hemorrhoids are acting up, and I got a problem. Like, like, uh, dude, you're not getting the ball from me. Like, you're not getting the ball for me. Hey, good job, but uh, Good job, but uh, Good job, Sean, but we're going to pull you here. Yeah, yeah, they like, they like how you're going to pull me. Yeah, go try and pull Nolan Ryan when he's got a no-hitter going. You're going to lose your freaking teeth. He's going to punch you in the mouth. Get there with you're coming over here to talk to me in the middle of a no-hitter to tell me you're taking the ball? And you're screwing the fans over. Fans go, oh, I could have saw a no-hitter, but no. The analytics guy. The analytics says, no, the analytics guy said you better take them out. Analytics. Take your analytics and shove it up your analytic. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. You are listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. Whoa, yeah! Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage, the Friday Night Freak Show. Tony Finn will join us straight from the strip in Las Vegas, Nevada. One thing about Tony, too, um, Tony's very good. I like to, I like talking baseball with Tony. I like talking baseball with Tony. Not every, you know what I mean? Tony's good with all sports, but uh, Tony, Tony's very good at baseball. I'd say, Tony, I'll, we'll ask him openly. I'll ask him, what's your, I think he might be. My guess is he's going to say that that's his best sport. I, I think that Tony, like Tony, likes the intricacies of baseball and yeah, you know, the pitch can this and that, and you know what I mean. So I look forward to talking ball with Tony. Uh, we got Rob Vino coming in. We'll talk some NBA and and more with Rob Vino. Big UFC card in Jacksonville uh, on Saturday night, and I, I've got a bunch of bets. We'll, we'll get into the UFC. Uh, big big card. Baseball is back, and man, it's you know, I'm not going to say. You can't say it hasn't been crazy. I mean, the, the Blue Jay Ranger game, when you have the biggest comeback in 72 years, then, yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. I upset a bunch of people on Twitter because I said the game kind of sucked. Like, I don't know. I guess it's one of these deals. I don't want to sound like Clint Eastwood and tell people to get the hell off my lawn. But I don't understand, like, why people, what, do you, like, does everybody equate, like, more scoring with that means it's better? The best baseball game that I've ever seen, and I've seen a lot of baseball games. I've seen a lot of baseball games. All right, I've been watching baseball like since uh, nineteen. Man, my memories of baseball start in like nineteen seventy-six. So seventy-five, seventy-five. I remember my memories of baseball are of nineteen seventy-five, but the World Series is the seventy-six World Series. I remember. Sort of like each sport, there's a first championship. It's like, yeah, I remember watching that, right? Or, you know, not like hearing about it and stuff. A lot of these handicappers today and stuff, they'll talk, oh, there's game. It's like, dude, you're 26 years old. Like, you weren't even a lot. They just say you weren't, you know. <laughs> I don't know if it's one of these weeks, but everything's just bothering me. 
And not not in a horrible way, but, you know, I go on the Twitter. I scroll for, like, half an hour. I don't, like, laugh out loud once. There's nothing, like, I didn't learn anything. There was nothing informative. Nothing. Like, nothing. You know what I'm saying? I look in our chat right now here, too. What do I learn here? Not a lot. <laughs> not a lot so far. But Johnny Cakes is aware. Yes, 1991, the, the, the Minnesota Twins. All right, so good call, Johnny. Good call. So um, that was a one nothing game, right? And, and a lot of people, it doesn't mean that a higher-scoring game can't be great, right? It doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, you know, the, the, to me, best college football game, Texas-USC. It was a high-scoring game. Right, but it wasn't stupid high scoring. What was it? Four forty-one thirty-eight. Off the top of my head, forty-one thirty-eight. It wasn't like stupid, stupid. Like, uh, you know what I mean? I'm just saying, I've never been a fan of. I'm a fan of home runs, but I've never been a fan of like the, you know, like the Saturday afternoon Fox game of the week, and it's the Yankees and Red Sox every Saturday, and it takes like it starts at one o'clock. And then you tune in at 7 o'clock and it's still going on. And it's like, well, yeah, it's 14-11 now. Oh, yeah, hey, look at this, Chuck. We had our 12th home run of the day. It's like, yeah, whatever, bro. You know what I mean? It's softball. You're playing softball at this point. As I stated, like, if you're a manager of an American League team, and now National League because you all killed the game, um, what do you – you can leave. Like, you don't – what do you do? You don't do anything. Hey, go hit a home run, buddy. <laughs> what do you do? You don't do anything. You don't have to know anything. Like, you can actually be a Major League Baseball manager now and know as much as someone on Twitter does now, which I guess is everything since everyone knows everything. So, like, honestly, you don't need to know anything. Like, if you're a Major League Baseball manager, what do you need to do? What are you doing? Double switch doesn't exist. I don't know. Like, you, what, like is there any, there's no thinking or anything going into it. It's basically Mr. Burns in The Simpsons when Strawberry hits the home run and Burns says, I told him to do that. That's good managing. That's, that's, and it's, it's funny and it's so stupid, but that's what it is now in real life. All right, like, oh, we got credit for it by telling these guys to use their launch angle and only swing, you know, swing for the fences. But let's go over what happened a little bit uh, here. And, and, what can we take away early so far? Like, like I said earlier, too. So, like, you know, and for all you people, I know a lot of people think I'm just whatever. I'm, I'm bitter or I'm bitching and, you know, I complain about this baseball stuff or I'm out of touch and whatever. So, yeah, I'm out of touch, right? Because I'm sure everyone at the game tonight is happy that Mania got taken out of the game instead of getting to see a no-hitter. Buddy is at 88 pitches, man. 88 pitches. Right, my aunt could throw 88 pitches, and her arm would still be good to go. Like, really, like 88 pitches? Not, not a no hitter. Like, can you? Like, only baseball does this. That's what you jackasses don't get. That you all destroyed the game, and it's all a domino effect. One little thing here, and one little thing there, and next thing you know, you have this crap. As I stated, try to take Nolan Ryan out of the game when he had a no-hitter going on. See how that works out. Right? Well, I don't know the analytics now. Right? Oh, I got to take you out. 
So in other words, you know what I mean? So you're, no one's ever going to see a no-hitter ever again. Can't see a no-hitter ever again because, nope, you can't. And I've told you guys this would happen. They don't leave him in long enough. But 80, 88 pitches. Like, seriously. I had Mark Gubas on my show. How many pitches? Let's look at Mark, Mark Gubas. How many pitches this guy? Like, like he told me, oh, I don't know, 160. I remember when I covered the Expos, LeVon Hernandez on the Expos. Oh, this guy, this guy, 150 pitches, no problem. You know what I mean? Yeah, Doc Holliday, Roger Clemens, these guys throw hard on their off days. It's candy ass. It's that, so, you know what I mean? You took a guy out. You took a guy out that had a freaking no-hitter going. And whatever, he only, had, he only had six more outs to go, and he's at 88 pitches. But oh, that's, so that's the modern baseball that you all want, right? That's what you all wanted, so suck on it now. Kurtz was complaining today, George Kurtz. I hope you're tuning in, Kurtz. <laughs> uh, Kurtz is complaining. Oh, I don't like this runner on second base in extra innings. Well, too bad. You like all the other stupid rule changes. You shouldn't have changed anything. Look at college football. College football was fine for 100 freaking 50 years. What? There were ties, okay? Oh, and then we're going to go to overtime. And, oh, we don't like the overtime rule. Let's change the overtime rule. That's not what we're doing in the NFL now. Let's change the overtime rule. Oh, let's change it again. Let's change it again. Let's change it again. Look at the stupid overtime rule they have in college football now. You get the ball on the two-yard line and it's one play, and nobody even knows what the hell it is anymore. Because once you start changing things, there's a, it's a, it's, you know what I mean? It's like dig, uh, you know, trying to dig out of a hole. Dig, uh, you know, dig faster, idiot. Like, you, you know, you start changing things, and it has ramifications. Watch Star Trek, all right? Watch Star Trek, <laughs> for the love of God. You can't start messing with people's continuums and timelines and stuff, all right? You know, I'll put it in another term. You can't drop an animal in a new ecosystem. Oh, no, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. A bunch of jackasses now. Oh, let's recreate dinosaurs like they did on Jurassic Park. Look at the irony of that. Look at the irony of that. The movie Jurassic Park was about what a bad idea it was to recreate dinosaurs because they're going to kill you. So, you know, let's do what, what they did. But no, it'll work this time. <laughs> like, I'm telling you. Like, I don't mind the world being stupid. I don't mind society being stupid. I don't mind... You know, one in nine Americans thinking that um, chocolate milk comes from brown cows. Fine. I don't care. Right? Or actually, it's what is it? It's 13% of people think that uh, chocolate milk comes from brown cows. Like, fine. But just don't change rules of things. You're too stupid. Don't touch the merchandise, okay? Get the hell out of my store, actually. Get out! Out! SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Halfback passes to the center, back to the wing, back to the center. Center holds it, holds it, holds it. Halfback passes to center, back to wing, back to center. Center holds it, holds it, holds it. I can't bear this any longer. I'm leaving. Late night Agamaster class. This is Sportridge. Maybe the Lakers have found someone they can beat. The Oklahoma City Thunder, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, actually, you know what? They're they're up by they're up by 14 now. They're up by uh, 14. I just tuned in uh, to this train wreck. Good thing LeBron. April Fools. Huh? I'm shutting it down for the year. April Fools. Oh, oh no! Wait, no, no. It's real now. That's right. Dear God, the fact that like that is in a bigger like clown show that people aren't pointing that out like I did instantly at the time for being the disgrace that it was. It's like, bro, your team's a joke. All right. Your team's a joke. Y'all, I scored 30 points a game. Yeah, yeah, because you didn't even care. You didn't try on defense. You were the one to put together this train wreck of a lineup. Then you joke on April Fool's Day about being shut down for the year, but then you play, but now you shut it down for the year. Right? And why, why is he shutting down for the year anyways if he could play? Why not play for the fans that, I don't know, the people that paid money for the ticket, LeBron? Is that like an outlandish statement? <laughs> well, you know what? We're out of the playoffs, so I'm not going to grace you with my presence. All right, how about we don't pay you for today? How's that? I, 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 I'm dead serious. If I was you, I'd say, fine, don't play. I'm not paying you. Like, I'm not paying you. you. Are you able to play? Yeah, so play. Yeah, but we're not going to the playoffs. So what? What are you resting for? What, you got to go to China and promote your crap-ass movie that you pimped? Like, uh, what? What are you doing? You got a barbecue you're hosting? Like, you know what I mean? Play the damn games. Michael Jordan played every game. Like I said, I guess I am that guy right now, and I will be that guy. I'm disgusted. And I, I'm not blaming Shamanaya. I'm not blaming this guy. Imagine this guy thinking, man, I got a no-hitter going, and I'm at 88 pitches, and they took me out of the game. Like, are you, are you kidding me? Like, this is, this is what we're doing now. Look, all right, look, and then Hill gave up two hits right away. Bravo. Good job, jackass. Good job. Good job. Pull the guy. Why not? So, let's see. So, the rest of these losers, 16, 17, 26. So, it took these guys 26 pitches. 
to go to go to get six outs. It took him 88 to go seven innings. He probably wouldn't have gone 26 pitches. He probably would have got 12 pitches, 100, 104 pitches. I know that's asking much too much of a professional athlete to throw the pit, to throw the ball 104 times. As I mentioned about Nolan Ryan, let's see Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan threw in one game 235 pitches. And you know what? Last I checked, Nolan Ryan was not the one-armed fugitive in the movie The Fugitive. He didn't lose his arm. He was fine. He woke up the next day. The sun rose. Didn't miss a start. 235 pitches. The, the only reason if you don't see the pansification of everything is because you're a pansificationist. Because <laughs> you, you, like, I'm just trying to tell people, like, dude, this isn't, like, this isn't baseball. The dead guy in Field of Dreams can throw 88 uh, pitches. Maybe if you guys didn't waste so many pitches in between innings when you ran your commercials, your arm wouldn't be dead. June 14, 1974, Nolan Ryan of California Angels threw 235 pitches but was not involved in the decision in the Angels' 4-3-15 inning victory over the Boston Red Sox. Two hundred and thirty-five pitches. Even me, that's a lot. I'd be like, "Hey, listen, Nolan, uh, you just you just, you just crossed two hundred. I think, uh, you know, I think we should put your arm on ice here." That's some hardcore stuff, man. I wanted to I wanted to find another thing about Nolan Ryan. Like I, I said, like Nolan Ryan once. I saw this stat about him about him throwing. <laughs> About him, like, throw, wasn't it 235? It was something else about, I don't know, man. He threw, like, a no-hitter. Then he, he threw, like, his next start. Like, it was basically, like, a sick amount of innings and starts, and he didn't miss a start. I got to find the, uh, I got to, I got to. It's legendary, though. Under the leadership of club president Nolan Ryan of Texas Rangers embarked on a pitching experiment to be called Back to the Future on the Mound. It was basically that, and Bill Lee has talked about this. Uh, Bill Bill Lee has talked about this. So if you start like the the, the arm, the arm, there's more injuries because of this. Right? Number one, pitchers start throwing violent pitches at too early of an age now. All right? Like, they, all those sliders and cutters and curves and stuff, man, they're all shredding their, their tendons and their elbow up. Like, every pitch. It's like, you know what I mean? Every time. It's not healthy. And I do believe that, like, there should, you know what I mean? Like, if you're if you're a dad and you're not helping your kid by, like, teaching them some stupid, crazy big league pitch at nine years old. Because your kid is going to pop his elbow. He's going to have Tommy John surgery when he's 16 type thing. Right? But the thing is, it's just sort of common sense about building the arm strength up. Like, if you are always pulling guys out after 88 pitches and 85 pitches and 90 pitches and stuff, how strong can they ever get? You know what I mean? It's like sparring. At some point, you got to punch me for real. Otherwise, I might get knocked out when I fight for real. Like, let's go. 
right? So it's just it's the the and and the thing is, then you hear, wow, they make so much money. And you know what I mean? So now they're like racehorses. Wow, you know, you can't do this and you can't do that. And it's like, wow, why do you think they're hurt all the time? Right? You've been babying this guy's arm since he's like 20 years old, right? And you have him throwing these violent motions, and then you have him on ice after. Like, I'm telling you, like all the great pitchers and these guys, they all like threw hard all the time, like on their off days and stuff. Right, like, you know, Roger Clemens, Doc Holliday, Nolan Ryan, and like, you know, on their off days, they didn't just do nothing. Like, the pitchers today don't do much. They'll do a soft toss and everything because they don't, oh, don't do anything, don't do anything. And then they go out, and then they, they go all out, and then they're surprised. Oh, I can't believe the guy blew his arm out. Right, like, it's, the, the, the science of it doesn't make sense to me. And, and also, just from a fan perspective, like I said, like, all this stuff just hurts the game in the big picture. So, like, you know, every, that's the big thing. If you go to a baseball game, there's two things you want to see. There's two things you want. Hey, maybe there'll be a no-hitter. Maybe I'll catch a home run or a foul ball. Right? Isn't that its thing? Everyone to it. That, you know, when you cross your mind. How many times have you been to a game and it's like, oh, man, it's, there's a no-hitter in the fifth. There's a hit. You're like, damn, I wish there would have been a no-hitter. Never been to a no-hitter before. Right? I've been to one no-hitter. I've been to thousands of baseball games. Right? Like, I covered baseball. I got paid to go to baseball games and I didn't see no hitters. Right? I saw one no hitter in person Fernando Valenzuela, Dodger Stadium uh, against the St. Louis Cardinals uh, on, when, he, when he came back on his comeback. And it was like Mexican, it was like Mexican Heritage Night, too, type thing. I, mean, it was, I swear, like, off the top of my head, it was a Friday night. It was a Friday night, it was, and it was super cool. It was one of those things I remember. Like, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? I also remember catching a home run ball, right? Like, you know, those are things you remember. But now you'll never see that. They'll, like, honestly, like, when, when's there ever going to be a guy that throws a no-hitter on his own here? Maybe, like, midseason, it'll let someone. Or, but from a betting perspective, though, I think it kind of does show, though, that the – and so, look, yesterday it was 4-2 and two with one push. Man, the Angels blow, huh? 12-2. Angels in the outfield, my ass. 12-2. I took them last night, and I learned my lesson. That was it. I wore camp today. You go, I don't win tonight. I said, no, they won't. I said, I'm done with those guys. One game in, I've learned. I'm not touching them. 12-2. But I want to see, like, the, the over-unders on the dead day and uh, tabulate this. My gut tells me that uh, it, I don't know, it looks like it's pretty kind of even, actually. Looks like it's pr- pretty even. But it looks like Arizona can't hit the baseball. The Dodgers victorious today. Dodgers get it done. They were down 2 nothing. They were down 2 nothing uh, in the second inning. Colorado put a two-spot up, but the Dodgers put a five-spot up in the fourth and then uh, Colorado scored one in the ninth. That's all there was uh, to that game. Nobody really stood out as far as, oh, this guy lit it up, that guy lit it up. Freddie Freeman was one for three. Mookie Betts was one for five. Uh, Chris Taylor was two for four. Uh, Gavin Lux had a couple of RBIs. Bueller was good, not great. Five innings. So that's what I'm saying. Like, nowadays, that's the thing. Like, he did his job, five innings. It used to be you went five innings and you were ashamed that you were actually going to get the win. It was like, man, I kind of weaseled this win. I ain't going five innings. 
Now you go five innings, they give you a $228 million contract. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. Christian Winfield, New York Daily News, steps up and in. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Management class, the Friday Night Freak Show. I am Marenzi. Let's do this thing. Sirius XM Channel 159. We're breaking it down. Mighty Ear 1090. ESPN Radio up and down the coast of 50,000 watt. Juggernaut, let's bring in a man that covers the Brooklyn Nets for the New York Daily News. Co-host of the Certified Buckets podcast. Uh, great stuff. Always love talking ball with Christian Winfield. Christian, it's always a pleasure, my man. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. And, you know, I was just telling you, it's nice and sunny out in New York right now. So whenever the sun is out, you know, my, my mood is pretty good, man. How you feeling? I guess the question is, man, will there be playoff basketball moving forward uh, in the city? And, man, there's nothing like the city uh, in the spring. I'll tell you that. So is this a fair statement? The Brooklyn Nets can beat anybody. The Brooklyn Nets can lose to anybody moving forward. Yeah, that's probably the most accurate statement I've heard describe the Nets this season. You know, you watch them take the Milwaukee Bucks to overtime, right, and lose by one point, and then the next game you watch them kind of get beat down by the Atlanta Hawks, right? So it's like it's a different team on a night-to-night basis. But I think they're starting to understand, you know, that they, they don't want to talk about urgency anymore. They don't want to talk about, you know, championship aspirations. It's time to put all the work that they've gotten done this season into motion now. And I know that sounds crazy because they've had COVID. They had Kevin Durant out for a month and a half. You had Kyrie playing half the games. And before he was playing half the games, he was playing no games at all, right? And then, of course, we had you know, 
get to the blockbuster James Harden train in the middle of the season. All these things happen, but now this team is it's a balanced roster now. You've got two stars who are there for the for the long haul, um, and they're ready. So, yeah, they can beat anybody. We've seen them play some good basketball against good teams. We saw them beat down Chicago, saw them beat down Miami, but then you see them lose certain games to the Hawks, to the Hornets, and that's where you start to have these little causes for concern. But, um, yeah, they can beat anybody, and they can definitely lose to anybody as well. Man, I don't know. I'm trying to look it up. There's a song. It was a band called The Fix. It was in my head. I was thinking about it with the Nets, Christian. Let me remember the song. It's like the A's. One thing, one thing leads to another. <laughs> right? It's like oh, one, of those, like, one of those old school 80s sort of uh, tunes, but maybe it was in the 90s. But I was just thinking everything you just rattled off and you left off a lot of stuff. You've been covering you know basketball a long time, especially in New York. There's never a dull day in New York anyways to begin with, but Kevin Durant's arrival, like, when KD sits down with his boys, like, just privately, yeah. be like, damn, man, a lot of stuff has happened over the last couple of years, huh? Like, it's never oh really God. been wholly full, bro, right? Like, this team, yeah, like, KD, all. it's a weird thing that he's walked into here, and it's no fault of his own. Not at all. You know, and just to, to go back to the lyrics that you had, that you had said at the beginning, you know, it, it all starts with the trickle down effect from Kyrie's decision not to get vaccinated, right? Because Kyrie doesn't get vaccinated. Now he's not available. Now he's not available, and more of the load is put on James Harden to carry the load. Uh, and then Kevin Durant gets hurt, and Kyrie is still only part-time, and now James Harden is set up. James Harden's set up. He requested So it pissed James Harden off more than KD, right, Christian, that he wasn't vaxxed? Oh, for sure, yeah, because, you know, Kevin said, from jump, you know, hey, we, this is a, a personal decision for Kyrie. What am I going to tell him to get vaccinated because he wants to play basketball? No. Versus James Harden the whole time saying, hey, you know, if I if I have to, I'll give him the vaccine shot myself. Right? Two complete different answers as it pertains to Kyrie's vaccination status. But that just goes to show you the trickle-down effect that one situation can have, right? Had Kyrie yeah. Irving decided to get vaccinated and play, James Harden maybe stays in Brooklyn. Maybe, maybe the Nets aren't the eighth seed right now. Maybe they're the second or first, right? So it's just amazing how things can shift. And there's still another dollar on the pole. We don't know if we're going to see Ben Simmons at all this year, right? I don't think we're going to see him. We're definitely not going to see him in the play-in on Tuesday. I don't think we're going to see him in the first round at all. But if he comes back in the second round, which I don't think is ruled out, and you're able to get 15, maybe 20 minutes out of him in spurts, I think that changes what this team is capable of doing. And I also think that's, that's going to be something that they're going to have to work through because they're trying to build an identity with the roster they have right now. Imagine trying to throw Ben Simmons into the fold. And we'll say Ben Simmons has one of the more unique offensive profiles, but he changes what you're able to do defensively so this team man is like you said there's never a dull day from Kyrie talking about vaccine stuff to the other day talking about he thought it's a conspiracy that he's not on the top 75 list I mean it's always something man I, I can't I, I, I saw this looking for a story I saw that that's not something about no I actually am on the list but I'm not and I'm like I don't have time for this now bro <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying I don't have time I don't have time for this uh, right now now as, as far as move, moving forward I don't, I've never been one of the guys. Um, I've never been one of the guys. Let's actually, you know what? I'll, I'll get to, I'll get to KD in a second. As far as I want to get to Ben Simmons first. We had Scoop, sure. Scoop Jackson on, big fan of Scoop. Me and Scoop go way back. We were talking about, about Ben, and he said, you know, he thinks it's for the best not to drop Ben into a situation in the playoffs in Brooklyn where everyone's gone. You know what I mean? He hasn't played in a long time, and it's not against him, but just, you know, the speed of the game plus the consequences if he's already sort of fragile that it's like, oh, God, this guy, he didn't get it done for his rep. Where 
are you on this? Because I sort of hear what you just said. I don't think he can hurt. If I can get 10, 12, 15, 20, 18 minutes a game from this guy, bring it on. Stylistically, I think he fits perfectly. The guy doesn't want to shoot. You already got KD. You already got, you already got Kyrie. So I think stylistically it works. Where are you on this? If he, Are you saying, you know, listen, if he can play, we got to get his ass on the court. Where, where are you on it? I am on the contract phase of it where he's making $170 million over five years to play basketball. To play. There's no clause in that contract. Yeah. There's no clause in that contract that says, hey, if it's a playoff and there's pressure, don't play him. Right? And I think everyone is. I think everyone in Brooklyn is of the same mindset. Ben Simmons is a grown man at this point. So are his teammates, and they want to win a championship, and they know how important all of his teammates, for all the flaws in his game, for the holdout that he's done in Philly, for the, the I will say he's been a little bit distant from his team in, in practice so far because he's been doing rehab and getting worked on his back. For all of that, all of his teammates have still said, hey, we still want him here. We know what, we, what he can do on defense. We know how he changes the game. It's not just defensively. He's capable of grabbing a rebound, pushing it the full length of the floor, and then hitting a corner shooter for a three. He's able of turning. He's capable of turning defense into offense. He's capable of neutralizing another team's best defender. And he can make plays for his team. And the Nets know that. Now, they're starting Bruce Brown right now. I don't think you start Ben Simmons at any point this year because he doesn't know exactly what's going on on the offensive conditioning isn't there. He still has a, a back issue he's working with. If you're telling me you get to upgrade from Bruce Brown in this rotation to then putting Ben Simmons in there, I mean, it's no, it, it, there's no debate there. It's a no-brainer. You play him. I don't think there's a situation where the pressure of being in the playoffs is too heavy. No, he's getting paid very handsomely to play basketball, and he's got other guys. It's not like it's just Ben Simmons. He's going to be the third prong behind Kevin Durant, behind Kyrie Irving. I think it's just I think it's just what you said. It's a great situation. You know, I spoke to Steve Nash just about this. I asked Steve Nash, hey, you know, you were in Golden State where Draymond Green was kind of playing this hybrid utility guy role. Do you think that Ben Simmons is going to play something similar. He told me, yeah, I can see that comparison. Now, they're still trying to work through the back issues, but if you've got Ben Simmons playing the Draymond Green type of role in Brooklyn next to Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, I think that's going to be really, really, really difficult to stop. We're kicking it with uh, Christian Winfield, New York Daily News, certified buckets podcast. Uh, episodes drop every Wednesday. So we just got a couple more minutes uh, with you, Christian. We appreciate your time. But I, I wanted to ask you sure, about man. KD. And listen, I've always been a K- big KD fan, man. Like going back to his Texas days. I used to be boys with Royale Ivy, who you know knows KD yeah. re- really, really well. So I'm a pro KD guy. And you know, I think there's a lot of bad NBA takes out there and sort of troll media types and the whole wall, KD, you know, he joined Golden State. Listen, they wouldn't have won without him. It wasn't really the other way around. Like, you know, and, and we saw the impact that he had against and, and when he was gone against the, the Raptors, etc. So I don't think that he, I don't think he needs to prove anything to anybody, but you know he'd like to. You know, for himself. Sure. For himself. Sure. I thought he's handled this pretty well, considering a lot of the crap, because you know, man, this guy, he's, he freaks about everything. He's kind of a perfectionist. He wants to win so badly, and quite frankly, it's been a circus around him. I think he's handled it really well, his time in Brooklyn. What's your take on KD and how he's handled the situation? Let me tell you something. You know, there's a – I don't even think there's a real maximum to how many – or minimum to how many games you can play to be considered an MVP in this league. I think it's just understood. If a player doesn't play, I think I would call it 58 or so games, you can't really vote him in, right? So I don't think Kevin Durant is going to get MVP votes. But if you look at where this team was when he went down with the MCL injury, they were 27 and 15 before he got hurt playing against the Pelicans. And now you look at them – kind of just fighting for playing position right now. That-
that that should redefine what value means because that's what we're talking about right now, most valuable player. And it's unfortunate that he's not going to get any votes for that award, or I don't think he'll get any votes. But I don't know any other definition of value. You look at the Grizzlies. Yes, they've been great. John Moran is amazing. But that team is still 18-2, and 19-3, whatever their record is without him. Right? So that's a good team no matter what you do. These Nets were awful when Kevin Durant was on the bench, right? It was hurt. And I watched him without anybody. You mentioned it when, they, when half the team went into health and safety protocols. I watched him and basically four rookies out there go out and beat John Embiid in the Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, if you've got KD, you got a chance. Look, last year they nearly exactly. beat the box. They didn't nearly beat the box. Exactly. exactly. And, that, and to, to your question, you know, how he's handled it, it's been beautiful. You know, some players would – duck the media because of what they've had to go through, right? Kevin Durant has never shied away from any questions. He's never ducked any media sessions, not even when it was going badly, you know? I can't speak highly enough of him just because of what he's been able to do. And he backs everything up. I mean, he goes out there, he's shooting over everybody's best defender and telling them they're too small. You know, it's kind of ridiculous what he's been able to do, and it's just unfortunate that the MCL sprain that he had in the middle of the season is kind of going to set him back for a lot of these awards because he deserves a lot of them based on how the Nets are fair about him. All right, so final, uh, we got about two minutes with you left here. We appreciate your time, man. The, uh, moving forward, I personally think, listen, people always sleep on the Toronto Raptors, bro, right? They just don't get the media attention. But as it is right now, these guys are playing some of the best ball in the Eastern Conference. Siakam is absolutely killing it. You know that Nick Nurse can coach and come up with matchups. They've got guys that have won before. I think the Raptors are kind of a sleeper. I think I think uh, Milwaukee are still the team to beat just because, you know, it is what it is. And then the West is a lot of fun, but how do you see this play if I ask you, like, uh, you know, who's who, who's coming out of the East? Not fully out of the East, but who are you looking at coming into the playoffs here? Who do you have your eye on? Is it maybe a sleeper in the East? And, you know, who do you, who do you like in the East? Man, the East is it's kind of wide open, right? Because you consider one of the heaviest championship favorites right now are looking like the eighth seed, right? You've still got the Nets who we said can beat anybody or lose to anybody. If the Nets are able to get out of the first round, I don't see any reason why they can't go to the NBA Finals because they're going to draw either the one or the two, which right now is looking like it could be Milwaukee. It could be could be anybody. It could be Boston. It could be Philly. It could be any of these guys right now. Um, I, I'm not sure what the matchup is going to be, but I'll tell you who I'm scared of from a Nets perspective. I don't want to match up with the Bucks in the first round, and I don't yeah. want to match up with the Heat in the first round. Those are the two teams. I know the Nets just put a beat on, on the Heat down in Southeast not too long ago, but when, if you just look at how this, this Heat team operates, they're very well coached. They get out, they play a pace, they shoot a ton of threes, and they lock up. I don't think the Nets want that matchup. I think if they match up with the Sixers or with the Celtics, I like their chances. I think they can try, try to take Jason Tatum out of the game, and from there, you got to make... Celtics have a really, really good defense. Remember the last time they played the Nets and won, Jason Tatum had, what, 54? Every time they win, I'm thinking back to the playoffs last year, and the games they won, Tatum had another 50 ball. Whenever they beat the Tatum has to go off. That's why I don't think that that's sustainable in a series against the Nets because you've got two guys who can go off for 50. Um, so t- I think there's really three teams in the East that we're looking at right now that can come out victorious. I like the Celtics, but I don't think they're going to be able to win a series against the Bucks or the Heat or the Nets for that matter. I think that's who it comes down to, the Heat, the Bucks, and the Nets. And if the Nets are able to get out of that first round and upset maybe a Miami or a Milwaukee, I don't think there's any team that can stop them from getting to, to the finals, except, of course, if there's an injury, right? Injuries have plagued this team this whole time, and if it happens again, then... <laughs> There's nothing you can do about it. 
Certified Buckets, the podcast, drops every Wednesday. New York Daily News, Christian Winfield, and also maybe the coolest Twitter handle with uh, Chris Splash. Love it. And last thing, I'll get you out of here on this. Uh, and I know we should note NFT All Star. I got the uh, I got the Rick and Morty balls. I don't have the NFT oh, one, yeah. but I got the, yeah, yeah, real. I had to pay for them, man. Stock X. I ordered them online, bro. But I'm seeing oh, these purple God. ones right now. Pretty sweet. Those are some badass shoes, bro. Listen, man. You know, NFTs are coming. I saw Lamelo Ball wearing some NFT sneakers the other day, man. If you yeah, yeah. NFT Rick and Morty balls, go get them, man. Oh yeah, damn right. They're gonna be pricey. Hey, always a pleasure, yeah. my man. Great insight. Thanks for the time, bro. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Thanks to Chris Blash. Uh, for kicking it with us, the late night anger management class. This is Sportridge. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. All right, it's chaos out here. We got a full house. Uh, Tony Finn's going to join us. We got Rob Vino uh, throwing it down with us as uh, as well. We'll get into some more Major League Baseball talk uh, with Tony Finn as uh, the season is upon us. And it was a crazy night. I think what we can take away is some some. Some gambling lessons from the the first couple of days of baseball so far. As our boy T-Bone just tweeted, as he stated, there were some nice big prices, man. Like, look, the Toronto Blue Jays were plus six and a half runs, right, when they were down. You get to plus six and a half runs, they win a game outright. I already had the Jays, so it was one of those deals where I was like, man... Like, I put $100 on the parlay with the Jays and the Dodgers, and then I put another 100 bucks on the, on the Jays on the run line, minus one and a half. Uh, the Dodgers are already won. So basically, I had like $400 coming back to me if the Jays won, and they were down 7 nothing already. So I wasn't in a hurry to say, right, I'm going to take them some more. Right? <laughs> I'm going to take them some more. I bet more bigger units on basketball games. Baseball, th- since they play every day, I'm not, I'm not going to start putting off oh, 700 here and 500 there and stuff. 
In the playoffs, I will with baseball when there's only a couple of games left and stuff. But this early in the season, anything can happen. But we've had a pretty good, you know what, like we told you last night. Uh, I said, hey, take the Detroit Tigers over to White Sox. Oh, but Giolito's pitching. Yes, so what? Um, the Tigers came back and won the game. As far as our season win total bets are concerned, very good start. Dodgers win. Uh, Dodgers win. Seattle wins. Detroit wins. Colorado did not win, but whatever. I've got the Dodgers, so I'll take it. Uh, we'll get into some baseball with Tony Finn. We'll set the stage a little bit for the NBA, but whatever, man. Let's just get to this play-in tournament right now. Teams are starting to lock up positions, though. The East is still kind of whacked out. The Light Night Anger Matchbook Class will get into UFC 273 as well. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. <laughs> 